Today's episode is sponsored by Adam and Eve. You know, I read so many stories about cheating partners and unhappy marriages. Maybe people wouldn't be in such unhappy relationships if they spent more time nurturing their love life. That's why you should check out today's sponsor, Adam and Eve. They've got toys for men, toys for women, and toys for... How should I put this? Well, it's not exactly r slash am I the butthole. More like r slash I'm in the butthole. And yeah, I realize that ordering adult toys can be a little scary because you may be concerned about privacy. Don't worry, Adam and Eve offers discreet and free shipping for your package. Trust me, these people are experts in your package. You can get 50% off on just about any item, along with free shipping and rush processing. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item. It could be an adventurous new toy or anything you desire. Then enter code R slash at checkout. That's R slash R S L A S H at adamandeve.com. This is an exclusive offer specific to this podcast, so be sure to use code R slash to get your discount, plus 100% free shipping, and get it fast with rush processing. Use code R slash. Today's episode is sponsored by Liquid IV. I work out every week, so it's important to stay hydrated. Plus, on top of working out, I've got a three-year-old whose favorite after-meal activity is to run laps, like the little psychopath that she is. Clearly, I need all the hydration I can get. That's why I like to use Liquid IV for my workouts and just for my daily drinking. Liquid IV hydrates you with benefits like electrolytes, essential vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients. With three times the electrolytes of leading sports drinks, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in a single stick, it's clear why Liquid IV is the number one powdered hydration brand in America. And I mean, yeah, vitamins and electrolytes are nice and all, but what about taste? They've got white peach, green grape, raspberry melon, and my favorite, lemon lime. Tastes great to me. Turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration with Liquid IV. Get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use code R slash at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code R slash at liquidiv.com. Welcome to r slash pro revenge, where we have story after story of cheaters getting absolutely destroyed. Our next Reddit post is from Kuda Shoulda Woulda. This story takes place before smartphones were everywhere. I had a friend, Bob, who was suspicious of his wife's social circle. One of his wife's closest friends had been caught cheating, and she tried to throw his wife under the bus as well. Bob had no proof of an affair, so things settled down for a while. Now, Bob was an IT professional and very, very good with PCs and networks. Nearly a year later, Bob's wife was acting shady again after her high school reunion. He confided his concern with me, and we talked through some scenarios. He jokingly mentioned getting a keylogger. He finally asked me to just drop it, and to not tell anyone, not even my wife. A couple of months pass by, and I'm up early, like 5.30 to 6am, getting ready for work. I get a Facebook Messenger notification, and I see that I've been sent a link from Bob, but it's a group chat. It's literally everyone we know. Her family, his family, our friends, strangers, everyone. I didn't open it because it kind of looked like a phishing link. A short while later, I get an email from Bob with some ominous and unsavory comments along with the same link. It's a group email with all the same recipients. At this point, I knew the link was legitimate, so I opened it. The link was to a hastily made website containing pictures and videos of his wife with another man. This wasn't hidden camera footage. It was screenshots including video screen captures. Weeks worth of screenshots. 
He had captioned each image and video with snarky comments and colorful names for his wife and her lover. It was an embarrassing amount of evidence. Videos of them going at it, chat logs about how they can't wait to passionately hug again, solo videos they made of each other and sent to each other, tons of pictures. And the straw that broke the camel's back? Trash-talking her husband to her lover. She was making comments about how much bigger and better the new guy was. The wife's efforts to stroke her lover's ego were especially hurtful. I dropped what I was doing and called up Bob. He was drunk and combative because he had been up all night making the website and drowning in liquor. He had not one good word to say about women in general. He was extremely emotional, but after some work, I convinced him to take the website down before it did irreparable damage to his marriage, their careers, and his children. As Bob is sobbing and logging in to remove the website, I hear loud yelling as his wife bursts into the room. A screaming match ensues, and there's nothing I can do to pull him back now. Apparently, the wife's mother or sister saw the page and then blew up her phone until she woke up and answered. She saw the website and went on the offensive. The phone call dropped after 30 seconds of her screaming while Bob is calling her a whore and I can't contact him again. The website was still up for the rest of the day <laughs> and Bob was kind enough to put a view counter on it. Hundreds of people had watched his wife with another man. Bob had really done his homework. He installed a keylogger that recorded the whole screen. Whenever Bob was out of the house, his wife would log into the PC or Facebook and play with her boyfriend. Bob had found her lover, his family, his wife, his wife's family, his job, etc. All those people were sent the link to the website as well. I don't know what became of the other man in his marriage, but I do know what happened to Bob's life. His wife was desperate to make amends. She tried to offer everything. In the end, it was her comments about her lover and his prowess that were her undoing. Bob tried to take her back, even after all his friends and family had seen her naked and cheating. But he just couldn't get over the comments about his manhood. Bob eventually left her, gained about 100 pounds, and then finally moved as far away as possible and became a horrible human being. I have no idea what he's doing now, because he went scorched earth with most friends and his family. His wife is now gross and has a face shaped like a bowling ball. Lion forms at the, at the rear. Oh, man. Man, this reminds me of that phrase, when you set out for revenge, dig two graves. Or, in this case, dig three graves. One for his wife, one for the other man, and one for him as well. Our next Reddit post is from Lone Ranger. I moved in with my mom after her marriage of 25 years with my biological dad ended. He was a manipulative butthole, but that's another story. Shortly after the divorce, my mom introduced me to her boyfriend at the time, Chris. Now, my mom worked as a correctionals officer at a county jail. The boyfriend was a former inmate, in for driving under the influence. That should have been the first red flag, but my mom was grieving a long marriage and I didn't want to push the subject. Chris seemed to make her happy, and that was enough for me. Me, my brother, and my sister all moved in with my mom and Chris, and we seemed to get along okay. For clarity, me and my siblings are older. I'm a 24-year-old male, my brother is 23, and my sister is 30. Chris and I bonded over our love of video games, and everything seemed well, until 2017. Due to Chris's DUI, he had to go in regularly for probationary checkups at the courthouse. 
One day, he didn't return, and we got a little worried. We then received a phone call from him from another state. Turns out, when he arrived at the courthouse that day, he was jumped by the FBI. His family members from Texas were implicated in a number of gang and drug-related crimes. And due to a situation where he was in a vehicle during a drug handoff, he was on the hook as well. He ended up agreeing to testify against his family members in exchange for a shorter sentence and allowed to be out of prison before the trial. My mom was distraught. And over the course of many phone calls over a year, they worked out their marriage plans when he returned. His employer at the Dairy Queen allowed him to come back to his role as store manager as well. Soon after that, the drinking started. Now, obviously, because of the DUI, Chris was clearly no stranger to drinking. He began to drink more and more, to the point where he was consuming 12 beers a day. Chris was a mean drunk. He regularly started fights when he got wasted, and while they were never physical, he wasn't exactly kind with his words. My mom enabled his behavior for several years, saying the stress was getting to him from work and from the upcoming trial. Finally, after several years, my mom had enough. Chris came home extremely drunk one night, and my mom confronted him. She asked if he had been drinking, and when he didn't deny it, she kicked him out. He went to live with a friend temporarily. The next morning, mom asked us to help gather up a few of his essentials so that he didn't have to re-enter the home until he was sober. While we were gathering his things, we heard a knock at the front door. We opened it to find Betty, one of Chris's co-workers, and someone I went to high school with. She told my mom that she had something important to share. After sitting my mom down and telling her not to share where she learned this info, Betty told my mom that Chris was cheating on my mom with this other woman named Darla, that he regularly passionately hugged Darla in and around his workplace. Betty told my mom that she had caught them in the act, and Chris told her that if she ever told my mom, he'd fire her because he was the store manager. And last but not least, Darla was pregnant. My mom was angry. After the initial shock wore off, she told us to round up all of Chris's things and to dump them outside. We took everything of his out of the house and tossed it all in an alley behind our house. Chris had no reason or ability to return to the house. After all, my mom owned the lease, so there was no issue there. In the meantime, she called and confronted him. Chris confessed to the entire affair, and that he was happy that Darla was pregnant because that meant that he would finally have a child of her own. He refused to apologize for any of his actions. My mom arranged for Chris to collect his items from the alley, with an officer present, and he left our lives. Now, the revenge. My mom clearly wanted to wash her hands of him and move on. She was obviously quite emotional from the whole ordeal and wanted nothing more from him, but me, my sister, and my brother had other ideas. First, we called his workplace. Dairy Queen operates as an independently owned franchise, and the owner of this branch owns several branches in the area. He was also a good friend of ours. We informed him of the sexual acts being performed on his premises, and he went ahead and fired Chris and barred him from any of the branches in the area. And funnily enough, Betty, who told my mom about the cheating, got his position after he got fired. So now, Chris no longer had a job or a place to live, so he went to live with Darla in a town about an hour away. We found out that he started working in a Dairy Queen at that town, so we told the owner of that location about the situation as well. 
That process took significantly longer, but eventually he got fired there too. Soon after that, Chris began driving around our neighborhood, seemingly stalking my mom and our family, probably because of his job loss. Now, due to the whole situation in Texas, he never had his probation lifted for his DUI, and thus, he still didn't have a license. He never had to drive when he lived with us, since work was nearby and we could drive him as needed. But here he was, clearly driving himself around when he shouldn't be. We contacted the cops and told them about Darla's vehicle in our neighborhood and that we believed Chris was driving it without a license. We told the cops to pull over the vehicle the next time they see it because it would likely be Chris driving again. Sure enough, a few weeks later, we were told that Chris was indeed pulled over. And he was sent back to the local jail for driving without a license and while intoxicated. The police also did a search of the home that he was staying at and found several guns on the premises. Since he was a felon, he wasn't legally allowed to have weaponry on the premises, meaning that was even more jail time tacked on. By the time his jail time was finished, it was just in time for him to be sent back to incarceration in Texas for the trial. Chris's son was born while Chris was in prison. Darla evidently realized what an absolute douchebag Chris was and cut ties with him while he was in prison. During his prison time, Chris started sending tons of letters to my mom, saying how sorry he was, pleading for him to take him back, and ranting about how this wasn't his fault. Mom burnt every single letter, and we moved on to another state. Evidently, Chris got out of prison some years ago, and now lives in Kansas, struggling and fighting child support, which Darla sued him for. Mom now has a new boyfriend, who treats her right and cares a lot more than Chris ever did. My brother and sister moved on and moved out, but I still live with my mom, assisting her with the newly purchased home that we've all been renovating. Our lives are finally starting to look okay. So considering that this guy was such a douchebag who was drunk all the time and passionately hugging at work, I'm guessing that he probably wasn't the nicest boss to work for. So in addition to you getting pro-revenge OP, I'm guessing Betty, who was pissed off at her boss, also got pro-revenge. Because Betty ruined his relationship, got him fired, and got a sweet promotion out of it. Our next Reddit post is from Adorable Work. I'm a woman in my 30s with a reasonably good corporate job in a field with lots of room for growth, and I'm recently back in the dating scene after about a decade. The type of girl I am is people would say that I'd be a 10 if I lost 30 pounds. I have a beautiful face, but I'm a bit chubby. I never have issues getting a date. I'm not well off, but I'm stable and have a bit of spending money. I live in a large, multicultural city, and my ex was an immigrant, so I'm open to dating people of any origin. A few weeks ago, I met a very charming man from a Latin American country only a couple of years younger than me. He seemed very sweet, cuddly, intelligent, family-oriented, emotionally available, educated, and in a good profession back home in his country, and he had a lot in common with me. Chemistry seemed amazing, both inside and outside the bedroom. He was honest that he was in my country on a tourist visa, but hoping to stay. I made it clear that I would not be able to help him with that, but we could still have a fun summer fling while he was here. If he managed to stay or come back, only then would I consider a real relationship. Then, the other shoe dropped. A couple of weeks and four dates later, during a text conversation about my work, he asked me to be his sugar mommy. I initially laughed and assumed that it was a joke. He kept pushing and clearly said that it wasn't. 
Of course, I felt insulted by this, so I went off on him. He kept saying that he was seriously asking me this, until apparently I hit a nerve with my complaints about how embarrassed he should be to ask me that. Then he got angry, and he insulted me for ever thinking that he was actually serious about me. He made no apology for being hurtful to me. Obviously, what I did next was take screenshots and cry about it to my closest friends. I was hurt that I was fooled into thinking that he liked me, and that he thought that I had to pay for a man's love. My friends started the fuse on what happened next. One of my friends started snooping more into his online presence. Together, we found about six different Instagram accounts that were him using different variations of his name and different photos of himself all uploaded in batches. On Facebook, we found a similar pattern. It was all very scammy and suspicious looking. On one of his profiles, he had been stupid enough to follow and tag the employer that he was currently working for illegally on his tourist visa in my country. So then, I contacted another close friend in local law enforcement who works with immigration. She looked up his file, and it turns out that he had a wife and daughter at home. After that, I released the hounds. My friends who helped me investigate online made several group chats on multiple platforms with all of his family and friends. My friends released all the screenshots of our romance, as well as a rant about how shameful it was. They started blocking my friends, but we just added more people. I found his sister's phone number, so I started texting her as well. Every single person in this guy's life, including his wife, knows that he's been unfaithful and trying to take advantage of women. About 30 minutes later, I started getting rude messages about how I should be smart enough to know that he was joking and he doesn't need to sell himself. So next step, I went to make a report with immigration with all the info we found. His work info, his employer name, his address, his home address, his full name, date of birth, photos, screenshots admitting that he was working, everything. Usually, these reports take months to be reviewed, if at all, but I gave the file number to my law enforcement friends. Two days later, law enforcement officers visited my ex at his home. They found him with a phone number that was issued to a local resident. All of his roommates also had numbers issued to the same person, which was a direct link to the employer. My ex received a warning for trying to scam me, a no-contact order, and a flag on his immigration file that, based on his country of origin, will likely mean that he can never return, as well as a strict warning to not ever work here without authorization. His roommates also received warnings. His employer was the next person to receive a visit. They found significant proof that the employer had been employing this guy illegally as well as multiple other people. The investigation is still ongoing, but so far, they're likely to receive tens of thousands of dollars in fines and possible jail time. The guy isn't getting deported because the government would have to pay for it, and the proceedings would take longer than his remaining time on his visa, but he's now upgraded from a flagged file to a multi-year ban on re-entry to my country. Also, if he bothers me again, he'll be deported. Hope he enjoys going back to his angry wife and ridicule from everyone he knows. See ya again, never! Also, down in the comments, we have a similar story from Shell Bell. My best friend kept getting scammed by romance scammers, but unlike you, she's poor. She's a poor single mom working just over minimum wage. 
These scammers would tell her they were sending her money, and they would, only for her account to get drained a week or two later with crazy charges. She changed her banking information countless times. She had so many fraudulent charges on her account that the bank stopped reimbursing her. And after about a year of this non-stop nonsense, the bank finally closed her account. They closed it without warning, and she had to scramble to get a new account at a different bank. Well, right before the bank closed her account, the scammer wired $10,000 to her, no doubt planning to pull it back and more once she spent out of it. When her old bank settled her closed account, she received a check for $8,600. It cashed, free and clear, and there was no way for the scammer to pull it back once the bank closed the account. So, nanner nanner boo boo. Did my friend learn her lesson? We'll see. But in the meantime, she has some pocket change. That was our slash pro revenge. And if you like this content, be sure to follow my podcast because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity. And the American dream starts with purpose. To serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.